pinch up the dinosaur, Daddy. Oh, my God, that tastes so good. Hello and welcome to Bitecast, the podcast serving up the freshest and tastiest of food-related banter. Please take a seat and grab a drink as you are in for a treat. I am Brendan White, your head chef for this evening, who can be found often raiding pantries or on the socials at Brendan8Bit. And my sous chef for the episode is not only one of Australia's podcast pioneers, but also the founder of the Super Network, which houses such bangers as The King Zone, Tubi Tuesdays, After Dark, and the OG Super Podcast itself, all of which you can and definitely should support over at patreon.com forward slash the super network. She can be found on the socials at Super Marcy, which is S-U-P-E-R-M-A-R-C-E-Y. Marcy Papandrea, welcome to the kitchen. What is cooking? Hello. Thanks for maybe the best introduction I've ever had. <sighs> I, I figure I'd set the bar high and then just progressively stumble over it for the remainder of the episode, you know. So uh, just yeah. just level those expectations from here on out. Yeah, no, I don't know how I can live up to that introduction, but uh, yeah, um, just cooking up, trying to uh, remember my, my how to think and use my brain. So it's going to go so well. It's it's not an easy undertaking. And um, like sort of what I alluded to there in that intro is, uh, yeah, you're one of Australia's, I, I say one of the pillars of the podcast industry, like we were just talking before we hit record. And you've been podcasting since 2009 when podcasting wasn't even really much of a thing back then. How does it feel to be sort of going from the the great open ranges and the great unknown to now this very subsidized and flooded market? Have, have you seen a lot of changes? Yes, it has changed immensely. I stood out a lot more back back then because uh, not every Tom, Dick and Harry and Sally had a podcast. Now, everybody has a podcast. It's Mm -hmm. a lot harder to stick out from the crowd and everything else. But I think, you know, everything that we do on the Super Network is kind of a niche thing. So it kind of caters to certain people. And, uh, yeah, those certain people keep finding the podcasts and enjoying it. And uh, that's really awesome. And that's what it's all about, right? Just just enjoying what you do and, and making content that not only you as the creator loves, but also the, the community that you've been cultivating now for 13 years loves as well. Like, I can't even imagine what the podcast landscape would have been like back in 2009. Was there, like, was it sort of you could, you'd go to a convention and just know everyone in the room who was a podcast because it was so few? Like, was it very incestuous back then? Oh, I don't know. It's hard to remember. It was like a lifetime ago. I don't know if I even paid attention because there was like only, I mean, there was probably like heaps of podcasts, but uh, the ones that I listened to or whatever, like that was, that was it really. And I don't think I paid attention to much else, but it's definitely changed a lot. Like I, I don't know when I realized, like, how does everyone have a podcast? I don't feel as unique anymore. Yeah, and, and I, I feel the same. Like, like we've been doing this for six-ish to seven-ish years now, and and even that feels like a lifetime ago. But knowing that, that you and your crew have doubled that, that run, that career, makes me feel like a little baby. And then you talk to yeah, every second person you bump into on the street, and they're like, hey, check out my podcast, or I do a podcast on this. And you're like, oh, okay, you're, you're another one out there trying to make it big on the microphone. But, you know, power to them. 
Yeah, yeah. I've noticed uh, a few people trying to uh, use our ideas and uh, it's getting a little bit annoying. But uh, yeah. what can you do when you're a pioneer and you set the standard? That's it, that's it. Like imitation is the highest form of flattery, right? So if they mm. are taking the best parts of the super network, then you know what? you got you got to feel pretty proud in a way to see all these illegitimate children stemming off your podcast with all their other little podcast babies. Yeah, but when they're actually rude about it, then it's like, no, I don't. No, just go away. Yeah, no, nah, fuck them. That's definitely <laughs> like, yeah. You've you got to be got to be kind. You've got to be humble. Remember where you come from and mm. remember how you got there. So so totally agree. But, um, yeah, before we, before we get too far down memory lane here, obviously, listeners, we are here for another episode of ByteCast where we're doing a one-on-one here with Marcy who has been vetted on the same four questions or topics we usually tackle on the podcast itself, but in between topics or questions two and three, I'm going to be throwing some shoot from the hip questions. So they're ones you don't know what they're going to be. You don't know what they're going to be about. They're obviously going to be food related, but you haven't had any, any chance to prepare some uh, formulated thoughts and responses to those. But um, before we jump into the main first question there, have you got any questions, comments, concerns before we, before we get this show on the road? I'm ready to do this. I'm so ready. Throw, throw anything at me. I've got this. Let's go. I'm I'm very excited. It's it's been a little hot minute before we've had uh, some fresh Bitecast episodes, and it's nice to be jumping in with one of the podcast savants here in the AU. So, uh, <laughs> without further ado, I'm going to throw question number one at you, and it is: What food-related item or dish would you compare yourself to, and why? Yeah, that's a tough one, but I would actually say I am like a Hawaiian pizza. Okay. Okay. And uh, that would be because I think people can be very divided on whether they like me, much like the pizza. But if you if you try it, if you take that chance and you try it, you'll get some sweetness, and that's what you get with me. If you take a chance on me, I'll be very sweet. So it is very much. I am a Hawaiian pizza. I have pineapple. Let's go. I, I like that, and like I'm I'm very pro whatever is on a pizza is fine to exist on a pizza. Like pizza's delicious. I've got no issue with sweet and savory. I love pineapple and ham or pineapple and chicken, whatever the crazy contrast is, it works. And, and, and I agree, like that's, that's a great, not only a great dish just in general, like I'd I'd love to be compared to a pizza, like they're, they're delicious and and available in so many shapes and sizes. Mm. But I think the Hawaiian for yourself does perfectly embody you for for what I know of you you know there there is some sweetness there there is some there is some um some interesting flavors and thought processes yeah. and things hiding behind that first bite so you just got to you know sink those teeth in and and see what yeah. you can bring to the table yeah so I do feel like the Hawaiian pizza that I get dismissed before anyone even tries <sighs> You know, don't judge yeah. so harshly out there, listeners. You know, you gotta you gotta walk a mile in their shoes and all those cliches. Like and yeah, pizza is delicious and Hawaiian pizza is equally as delicious and it should be on everybody's table, you know, just like podcasts from the super network. They should be in everybody's ears, mm. like Hawaiian pizza should be in everybody's stomach and Marcy should be on everyone's minds. That is very true. I would say grab a Hawaiian pizza and listen to one of the numerous podcasts I'm on because you'll have a great time. And like um, connecting loosely back into the child analogy from before, have you got a favorite podcast you do as far as, I know you've got a lot of different pillars as far as 
um, specific genres you tackle or, or specific writers like the King's Own. I'm a massive Stephen King fan, so it's it's one of my favorites amongst the the Super Network. But have you got a show that um, I, I guess warms your heart a little more than the others? See, that's really difficult because I love all my shows, and it's like asking a parent who's your favorite child. You can't really do that. They do. My mum does. My mum does. My mum tells my sister all the time that I'm the golden oh. child and I always have been. So suck it, Beck. Oh, oh. well, no, my, my, my mum doesn't pick, so I can't, you know. Uh, but they, yeah, they love them all. Um, but I would say the, the King Zone and the King Zone's book club, which is just all Stephen King, uh, that's like my baby my little baby. It was my, my project. Uh, so that's definitely a favorite. And our weekly show, the to be Tuesdays podcast is, is another favorite because every week I get to sit down, I get to record that. I have an absolute great time. If I'm in the worst mood, recording that is just the best. <laughs> Again, it's like a Hawaiian pizza. You bite into it and it's like, Oh, this is so joyful. That's, that's to be Tuesdays. You don't know what you're getting into but you're going to get into fun. Yeah, and you're going to be full afterwards as well and satisfied. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. but uh, you might choke on your food because you'll be laughing so hard. That's okay. That That's okay. Um, speaking of being satisfied, I'm going to try mm. and do a, a segue here and ask what's your guilty pleasure or pleasures? Oh, wait, we're talking about food. Yeah. Um, yeah, hmm. well, you can, you can <laughs> run with it however you like, but as, as long as we can tie it to a food-related discussion, mm. we can go with it. Uh, I was I was being inappropriate as usual. That's uh, fine. I got to remember what podcast I'm on. This isn't my after dark thing where it's all naughty. Uh, yeah, my guilty pleasure. I I do feel guilty when I when I have this uh, little food, um, but I know I really shouldn't. And I like sitting down with some crackers and a nice block of I say block, but you know, a little circle of some nice like brie, soft brie cheese. Mm-hmm. Nothing beats that. It's just like you get the crunch, you get the, the, the what do you like the really softness. The creaminess really softness. of the, the cheese. The creaminess is what I'm trying to think of. It's the creaminess and it's just, oh, it's so delicious. Nothing beats that like any time of day. I don't care. 4 a.m., doing it. I, I wish I could agree with you, but I'm not a, a fresh not for all cheeses, fresh bar blue cheese, I guess. I'm not a a big cheese guy. Like I can do it on pizza and like on a burger and stuff. But if you were to say, join me for, for a wheel of brie cheese and some crackers, I'll be like, I'll just eat the crackers plain, please. Like I'm not a, a, a raw, not raw, what would you describe? Like uncooked cheese, just cut cheese. I don't know. Mm, I don't know. How do you, how do you want cheese? Well, that's fine. Like if, if we ever are anywhere eating food and there's a bunch of cheese, I'll get to eat it all. You don't get any. So that's, you a, win. Good, that's a positive for me. I I love all the, or well, most of the cheeses, but there's something about just how nice and soft brie cheese is. And I think it was, I think my niece made like this, um, like this oven melted brie and it was just, it was stringy. It was hot. It was, oh, it was so good. Wow. Wow. Oh, it was yum. But yeah, I'm, I love, I love cheese. I mean, look, my other guilty pleasure could just be eating cheese slices from the fridge at like 3am because I have the munchies. That's fair. That's fair. And mm. um, is it with, with the cheese slices again, I'm not a, not a cheese slice guy. So I'm just going to live through you and your experiences mm. with it right now. But 
is it like that scene in The Simpsons? Like, have you ever had the the temptation to to be Homer and sit at the kitchen table yeah. with a giant box of cheese slices and just try and knock them yeah. all down in one hit? It is a hundred percent. I relate to that because I, I I'm like, oh, I just want to sit and eat all this cheese, but I don't think I could do. I probably Did couldn't even 100? do like. Um, I think it was was it sixty four slices of American cheese. <sighs> Oh, Homer, have you been up all night eating cheese? I think I'm blind. And it's like I can only imagine like I don't know if the, the term chalky would be right, but you'd mm. have such a coating in your mouth and tongue from all that yeah. cheap cheese. Like it would not be a good time. I don't think I could go past like four or five slices in one sitting. I'd, I'd like because they usually come in, what, a packet of 10, I think? I think they do like 12 and like 24 and 36 Whoa. and 48. I don't know. Jesus. And then I say it like the I Costco don't version, think. 128 slices or something. Oh, yeah, Costco. Give me all the cheese. <laughs> oh, oh. I'd like to hear you report back on this one day and see if you can tackle like a, a packet of 12 slices just to see what the after effects are from this because I don't think it would be good. I, I would take that challenge if, if you want to film it. Definitely. De- oh, we'll, bankrupt. We'll, we'll, we'll buy the cheese. We'll provide the yeah. cheese. I will do it. I will sit oh. and eat a 12-pack. I'll sit there just equally, like, impressed and disgusted just because I hate yeah. cheese. Like, not yeah. disgusted in you eating it, but just me, like, thinking about it. Yeah, no mm-hmm. thanks. It's going to be great. All right. Any other guilty pleasures you wanted to, to share while, while we're here on the microphone or should we jump in to shoot from the hip? I think there's just there's too many. Like, yeah. I could just name off, like, every single cheese. <laughs> but I think you know, like the like sour lollies, like sour like uh, warheads, worms, and um, is you know the trolley lollies. Oh yeah, the the, the trolley sour gummy worms yes. and stuff like that. All yep, that kind yep. of stuff. Any any like sweets, I will go for. Okay, okay. Yeah. So sweets and cheese. Would you ever do sour worms on a piece of brie cheese on a cracker? I'll give it a shot. <laughs> Got to die something, right? Mm. I don't see anything wrong with that. I'll try it. You can add that to the list of weird things I can okay. do for okay. a challenge. Yeah, noted, noted. All mm. right, well, let's jump into this. All right, thank you there, Brothers Osborne, but we are not asking the questions later. I'm going to ask these questions right goddamn now. And the first one, I guess, ties into both those synergies we just spoke about. And I wanted to know, do you lean naturally sweet or savoury? Ooh. And you can't, like, I know you'll probably want to say both, but no, I want a hard, fast answer. You got to shoot from the hip. You can't overthink it. Just trust your gut. Trust your heart. Yeah, no, I'd be sweet. I, no, yeah, sweet. Yeah. That's fair. Give me all the, give me all the sugar. I don't know. Maybe I was addicted to it as a child. I don't know. Maybe it was all the red cordial growing up that just, you know, gave me the sugar rush. That's, that's great. Like I haven't even sort of led you down the cordial path, but there is some cordial related stuff later on that I'm going to ask mm-hmm. you about. So um, yeah, that's, that's interesting. All right. What's one thing you hate to eat that is universally loved? Probably tomatoes. <gasps> you don't like tomatoes? No. In any form, like cooked or raw or one or the other? I will just have it in a very thin sauce. Okay. Interesting. Otherwise, anything else? No, I don't like it. Go away. Get out of my wow. face. God, I love a good red sauce. I, I eat tomatoes like apples. I love tomatoes. No. no, I can't do it. I don't like it. And my if I'm having sauce, it's got to be very thin. Can't be thick, thick sauce. No. Interesting. Interesting. And don't don't do like tomato soup either. 
You don't, don't do tomato like soup as well. No, don't like it. <laughs> wow. Okay. You just yeah. got a thing for thing for tomatoes or mm-hmm. a thing against tomatoes, I guess we yeah. can say. All right. The the next shoe from the hip, Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Lovely. As full, much full as strength. I like both, I'll go Coke. Yeah. Full Coke. Mm. Gimme, gimme. Once you go full Coke, you never go back. Mm. But I do like a bit of Pepsi Max if we're going sugar-free healthy varieties. Yeah, they do have the better sugar-free version. But as far as the full sugar, sugar, sugar-nated version. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know yeah, what you're talking about. Coke, for sure. Okay. Um, mm. Does sauce belong in the fridge or the cupboard? In the fridge. It I, does say that on the bottle, so it makes sense. It does. And I don't understand why you'd have it in the cupboard until you start using it. Yeah, yeah. Once once you crack that internal safety seal, yeah, yeah. fridge definitely. It needs to be in the fridge. It's got to stay like cold, and it, so it doesn't go off and gross and runny and everything else. Yeah, no, I I agree. Um, what's your stance on finger food being eaten with a knife and fork? Like connecting back to say Hawaiian pizza or anything like that, where it's typically done with your hands. Mm. Would you in a, in a restaurant? get the knife and fork out are you pro that idea or are you just hands all the time i think i'm way too self-conscious and i'll use a knife and a fork to eat anything that's on the plate anything like don't tell me you're one of the people that do like that cut up like a burger as well like no a burger no if it's more like a fancy thing i'll use the knife and fork for like a pizza just to look you know I don't know, just so I'm not all messy on my hands. That's it, look but... a bit dignified at the restaurant there, cutting yeah. your ham and pineapple up. Yeah, exactly. And if it's like chicken wings, I don't eat it with my hands. It's always, I have to have a knife what? and a fork. Yeah. That would be a real struggle trying to get all that all that meat off that wing. Look, by the time it's almost done, I will pick it up after anyway. So I have weird habits that just, I don't, not like I can't stop doing them. That's fine. We'll talk more about those weird mm. habits in a second. Okay, the last shoot from the hip, it's a two-parter. I'd like to know what's your favourite fast food chain? So we're talking something that can be Australia-wide, global. We we don't want to besmirch the good names of the local fish and chip shop or the Italian restaurant, but we want something that's relatable. And then second to that, what's your go-to order from said fast food chain? Yeah, I'm probably it's probably going to be Macca's, I think. It's just, it's the original and the best. I don't know. It's, probably, it's not at all. Um, look, Macca's got me through some very uh, tough times being in lockdown for cool. however long uh, Melbourne was in lockdown. Um, you know, it's, I, I have no energy to cook. I'm going to order Macca's. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just, it's, it's the go-to. I do have a love for most of the other fast food, but I think, yeah, Macca's is just the original. And, and the best, as you said. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know, I'll think about, oh, I want like KFC or something. And then it's like, no, I kind of just want Macca's. Oh, just give me that burger. And yeah, my my order rarely changes. And I'm a I'm a, just a guts, apparently, when I have Macca's. Um, I go with a double quarter pounder. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually in a large meal. And depending how adventurous I'll feel, I might get a vanilla Coke. Maybe. Okay. okay. Uh, and I... Yeah, one of my things, I don't like pickles. I don't like pickles either, so I'm with you. Um, I do like onion, but I liked cooked onion, so I generally don't get onion on the burger. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, still if I'm feeling adventurous, I will get a McFlurry and just add, like, you know, get an M&M one, but I'm going to add Oreo and a flake to it because (laughs) why not? 
when when you when you're going in, you've got to go all in. I think mm. and. And you never want to order, especially if it's going to be, say, delivered to yourself. You don't want to under-order and then be sitting there yeah, exactly. brooding for the rest of the night that you didn't get the McFlurry or you didn't yeah. switch to a vanilla Coke. I mean, 80% of, of the order. time I'll be too full for that McFlurry. So then eventually, and this happened a lot in lockdown, the freezer got full of McFlurries. <laughs> you just have your own, like, reselling going on of McDonald's McFlurries out of, <laughs> out of, your, out of your freezer. Yeah, pretty much. And when they do like the cream egg McFlurry, oh, that is the that is orgasmic. It's it's ridiculous. Like it is bordering on instant diabetes, but it is well worth it. Like it is so tasty. Yeah, actually, I should go back to my guilty pleasure cream eggs at okay. Easter time. <laughs> Give me one of those. Are they are they around year round? Like, or is it just an Easter? I feel drop? like they're around more when it's Easter. Because I feel sense. like it's only like February, March, April I get my cream eggs. Okay. Maybe, maybe you can start mm. stockpiling them for future and then on-sell oh. them through the online business. Oh, yeah. I think I, I did stockpile some of the blocks they had. <sighs> oh, my God. I love God. it. Anyway. I, I'm so full, but I'm getting so hungry again. I really want a cream egg right now. I can't have one. I can't remember the last time I had a cream egg, but I'm going to hunt one down next Easter. I guess I'll probably either find one just after Christmas because Easter yeah, seems probably, to be creeping yeah. up earlier and earlier yeah. every year. All right, so we're going to jump into question number three, and it is what are your weird food habits? Well, as alluded to, not alluded to, I've said it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't like tomato. Mm-hmm. Um, a big thing with that is texture. Um so I do, there's a lot of things, it's it's the texture that I can't do. And I'm sure okay. I'm sure a lot of people have, have probably said the same thing. Um, one of the big things, and this always weirds people out because they must think I'm like off my rocker or something. Uh, I don't eat like strawberries or berries in general because I hate the texture. I don't like how it feels in my mouth, on my tongue. The, the flavour, how it tastes is... I love that taste. I will have like strawberry, raspberry flavored things, but when it comes to eating the actual fruit, I can't do it. There's just the texture makes me feel so gross. Interesting. And I can't do it. So I'll get offered like all these berries and I'm like, no, I can't do it. And so that's obviously strawberries, blueberries, blackberries, raspberries, all of them. You just nut. Yeah, and I've wow. tried. I tried to do like berry smoothies, and I can still taste like I can feel that texture still there, mm-hmm. and I just can't. I it really needs, it can't. needs a finer grind in the blender to sort of yeah. really, really smooth it out because yeah. you, you do get a little bit of those pips and seeds yeah. and crunchy Ugh. textures from the. Oh wow! Yeah, I don't. Interesting. It makes I just I feel gross just thinking about it. But anything flavored with those, you're all about. It's just yeah, like the, strawberry the ice cream. Texture. Yeah, yeah. Like it's even difficult because I like yogurt, but they just put like bits of the fruit in there, and so mm. I can't. It just I can. This <laughs> is no. So if I'm having yogurt, it's like vanilla or do you know vanilla cheesecake or something? Oh, which is delicious, mind you. Mm. But that's that's. That's a shame, but you know what? If we're expanding on that sort of cheese and cracker, that yeah. cheese board, and the fruits are on there, you get the cheese, I get the fruits. Exactly. Everybody wins. We all win. 
We're all I'm happy. Like have have mm. you got any other weird food habits you wanted to share with us or should we jump into the final question of the podcast? Yeah, I'm just a weirdly fussy eater. <laughs> I think that's just in general. Okay. Like, you know, I, did, I didn't even like want to eat broccoli or try broccoli till I was like 21. So I'm just a weirdo. And do you like broccoli now? I love it now. It's it's delicious. Baby trees, so good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, good. I, I I I don't know how I survived as a kid because I just <laughs> didn't eat anything. I was so fussy. Have, have you got any of those weird food habits or, or dislikes from your childhood that still have followed you through to now? Outside of tomatoes and um, seeded and, and berries. Yeah. Sorry, I'm still grossed out by the berries. <laughs> Actually, I don't think so. Um, yeah, I think I've actually just become kind of a better eater than I was when I was a kid. Okay. So I'm not avoiding like every single vegetable yeah, anymore. Yeah. You're willing to give them a try at least one more time yeah. to see if maybe the, the palate's changed over the years. Yeah, yeah. Instead of, you know, the basic like peas, corn, carrot, I'll have a little bit more than that. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Getting very adventurous now with yeah, the food. A little All right. bit, so, yeah. so, no other weird food habits you want to share, or shall we jump into the last question? I think we can jump into the last one. Okay. Okay. And the last question I'd like to know what's your favorite food? So, if we were, say, looking down at the table and this is your last meal ever or your happiest or greatest meal of your life, what is looking back up at you, or it doesn't have to be, doesn't have to have eyes, but what is on that plate? above or below you that you're about to consume explain your favorite food and why well i hope that it doesn't have eyes because that would be creepy um (laughs) i think my my mum may love me forever which she should anyway but i think i'll get extra points but uh it would be my mum's lasagna oh okay yeah she makes it all like herself um Maybe not always the sheets. Maybe she buys the sheets, but that's that's beside the point. She... You can get some good quality sheets that taste fresh. So exactly. that's a trade-off. But she makes everything else and it's just, I don't know what it is. It's just so delicious. And I don't care how feeling it is. I just want to eat the whole thing. And she, it, it's definitely like her meat, her meat one. And sometimes she like adds like boiled egg in there. And that's really nice. I think my Maybe my grandma did that as well. But, like, yeah, just her lasagna with how just filling and just flavoursome it is. And I could uh, probably, along with that, like, uh, mum's pasta bake as well. Kind of similar because it's got, like, some meat and egg and ham and stuff. Um, what yeah. about, because there, there is a often, you know, through the through the, the the meat layers, there is a bit of a tomato-y sauce in there. Does, mm. does your mum naturally put a thin amount of the sauce in not to upset her beloved daughter? Yeah, my mum knows <laughs> to do a nice thin sauce. Okay. Uh, okay. My mum's sauce is usually nice and thin. It's not too thick. So it's very, it's very good. And she makes a fantastic, like, bechamel. Um, I've tried and failed. I was just about to ask, like, has has she given up this this beloved recipe and have you had a go? So you've had a crack and you just can't execute the way Mama can right now. Nah, nah. Mum will have to teach me very well how to how to make uh, a lasagna, but okay. pretty much like any anything my mum makes, like her spaghetti and meatballs. Like the meatballs are incredible. Um, mine are not as good, but I still can make a mean a mean meatball. I. I there is a big difference between a meatball 
and a good meatball as well. Like when when you get the good stuff, it is otherworldly. And yeah, it's one of my favorite things in the world. A good Italian meatball with that, you know, that red sauce in there, and it's 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 tender enough that it could sort of break away a little bit. Yeah. And you can have it the next day and put it on a sandwich or do whatever mm. you want with it. It is a good time. Like I could just eat these things with all my cheese and sour lollies uh, forever. Yeah, makes me think of like the wedding singer. Like if if yeah. your mum decides to pay me randomly for something with meatballs, I'll just hold the hand out yeah. and she can just scoop them up for you me. You should, you should, you should definitely be like, oh, can I do something just to get paid in meatballs? Let, let me know if if she needs any anything done. I'm not very handy as far as <laughs> fixing things. I'm 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 adequate, but uh, mm. we'll have to have to talk offline and see if there's a way I can get some meatball I think, payment. I think I think we'll have to discuss that because having having a meatballs, it's a life changing. They're so good. <sighs> God, and the I'm lasagna, so and the pasta, everything else. I mean, she made a pretty mean. Um, I think it was like a honey, a honeycomb ice cream. Ugh, what? So good. Your mom has got the skills. Yeah, it. We're Italian. It's natural. Yeah, my my <laughs> mom could barely boil water, and here's your mom <laughs> making honeycomb ice cream. Like it is. She's she's, she's got an ice cream machine. Okay. Still not. You still, still got to make no the whole impressive. mixture and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you need the machine to like churn it. And, yeah, 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 yeah. But you know what? It still takes an effort and a skill to make that happen. So mm. I'm mightily impressed. So, so this this favorite meal, this lasagna. What would be your your dream side accompaniment on that plate as well? Meatballs. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe some cheese, some brie on crackers. Some brie. Just melt that brie all over the meatballs. And just give me like uh, some some mint ice cream, some some vanilla and boysenberry. Just mix it up, have all my ice cream, and then just all my lollies. That is a flavor explosion. So <laughs> mint, boysenberry, and vanilla just mm. s- swirled up just, into one. Just however, yeah. Just even make the mix the lollies in there. I don't care. Oh, now I'll we're getting into like it. cold rock territory. Yeah, a little bit, and and all the cream eggs too. God, this is. If, if I don't have diabetes already, I feel like I'm getting it now from this conversation. But you know what? I've lived a yeah. good life. There's yeah. worse ways to I'm go. I'm surprised I, I'm alive <laughs> with these food habits. I feel like I feel like I'm like Joey out of Friends with food, <laughs> just obsessed with food. And I, I'm the same. I'm like, I don't share food. Hands off my food. <laughs> And it's fair enough. Like it's it's a delicate situation around a, a dinner table. Sometimes mm. some people are happy to sort of almost just embody the tapas life all the time, but then others are like, no way, you ordered that. That's what you're eating. Hands off. This is mine and mine alone. Yeah, unless I'm like really full, then I'll be like, okay, you can have some, but don't ask. I'll have to offer. Yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. always offer. Like. If, if I'm out with somebody and, yeah, we've gotten different things, I'm like, Did, do you want to try a bit? Like, just to let them know because, like, FOMO at the at the, mm. at the table is a very real thing and you don't want to be that, like, I don't want to be known as, like, Joey's great, don't get me wrong, and I, I think I embody some of his finer traits, but I'm I'm a sharer of food, so I'm happy to, to share that love and pay it forward. I think I'm a little bit better at doing it now, but I can generally be very greedy and then I'll be like, oh, wait, I can't finish it. I shouldn't have been rude in the first place. <laughs> That's that's more than fine. You haven't been greedy at all tonight. You've been very been very give and take with the with the discussion and the thought processes with uh, some of these food habits and guilty pleasures. So I appreciate that. But uh, yeah, listeners, this episode was not completed in thirty minutes or less. So fear not, you get this episode for free. 
But Marcy, thank you for stopping on by. Um, did you want to maybe give us a bit of the, the elevator pitch, the shout-outs, where everyone can find you and your content and anything else you wanted to say before we close up this kitchen? Uh, absolutely. Uh, the easiest place to find everything that I'm associated with is uh, supermarcy.com, which you so nicely spelled out earlier. And I can be found on Twitter at Supermarcy, where I'm always posting about all the podcasts I'm doing, the movies I'm watching, all the weird stuff going on. And uh, we keep everything on Linktree addresses because it's just easier. So you can go to Linktree and just, you know, forward slash the Super Network or forward slash the To Be Tuesdays podcast or forward slash After Dark Network. So they're my three main ones. For nice. all the podcasts that I do, which are like 70,000. 70,000. I think that's an undersell, actually. I think it's closer to 80,000. But, uh, yeah, obviously, yeah, supermarcy.com, that's M-A-R-C-E-Y. So don't don't forget to put that E in before the Y there and very you'll important. find all that great content. Obviously, if you wanted to support the team over there, you can do so at patreon.com forward slash the super network. But at the same time, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe not only the Bytecast, but all the other podcasts you listen to on the regular, on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, takes no time, costs you no money, means the world to us and helps keep those emotional lights in our hearts and keeps us tracking and trending and relevant. So if you want to get some tasty merch, you can check out our official merch store at shop8bit.net or you can find all our content at 8bit.net. And closing out tonight's episode is an advert from 1998 where seemingly everyone's dad was picking fruit. Now, you mentioned cordial earlier, and you mentioned red cordial. Is that your favourite flavour or colour of cordial? Oh, see, I grew up with cordial. I still drink cordial. It's so hard to pick a favourite. I'm probably leaning towards, like, I think it's raspberry lemonade. Ooh, that one is good. I like the apple raspberry too. Like, I think mm. I think that was a Cotty's brand of one. I did like lime cooler. That was a bit of a divisive oh, flavour. Not yeah. many people were, were pro-green. And obviously mm. the raspberry was great too. Yeah, I do I do like the lime cordial still. Yeah. I can't remember the last time I had a glass of cordial. I need to add that to my list as well. Oh, and cola. That's a that's pretty decent. Cola yeah. cordial? Mm-hmm. Damn. Where have pretty I been? decent, actually. Hmm. All right. Mm. I, I got many things to pick up at Woolies next time I'm there. But yes, listeners, <laughs> we're obviously talking about the Nadvert from the nation's hydration of the early. 90s and beyond, aka Cotty's Cordial. Listeners, the kitchen is now closed, so please settle your tab, tip your waiter, and be safe. Much love and stay hungry. Kids have been coming home to the great taste of cottage fruit cordials for almost 50 years.